0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Called to Lead podcast. So in today's episode, this is going to be a continuation of episode 85, where I broke down what it looks like to create passive, residual, or leveraged income in your business. And specifically, that episode was all about the me side of your business or your personal income associated with your own efforts. And in today's podcast and video, we are going to be talking about your team. This is what I like to call the them area of your business, meaning it's just the way that you can earn an income from helping other people win big in the business model of network marketing. So I'm going to be talking all about how you can do that, how you can analyze whether or not you're doing that currently in your business. And I'm excited to actually coming up soon, do an entire series focused on helping you grow your team. So if you aren't already subscribed to the channel, go ahead and hit that plus sign on Apple podcast or follow me or subscribe on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. But let's dive into today's episode all about growing a leveraged passive income from your team. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader, and I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now, my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. Okay, so just a quick recap, in case you haven't yet listened to episode 85, I discussed the differences of the actual descriptions or definitions of passive, residual, and leveraged income and kind of what the differences were. And the one that I like the most is I think the one that's most applicable to building a team within network marketing, and that is leveraged income. And so again, that definition is the idea that time and effort that you put into your business on the front end will give you exponential results in terms of earning on the back end. So as a reminder, full disclosure, you definitely have to do the work on the front end, in particular on this aspect of growing your income within your business in order to reap the the returns on the back end. There's no other way around it. This is far from some sort of get rich quick scre- scheme. And if anybody tells you otherwise, I wouldn't listen to them <laughs> because it does take effort and it does take actions on your part. But I'm here to tell you that for me, this was something that probably intimidated me the most in when I started my business six and a half years ago. And it certainly was the thing that I actually enjoyed the least when I was in a previous company where I had a very pushy, very controlling upline who kind of latched on to my dreams and goals and forced me to do some really uncomfortable things just to benefit her business rather than trying to serve the people who I was entrusting to partner with me in business. So this is where a lot of times people get it wrong in network marketing, but it's also now having spent six and a half years of my business, experiencing the ups and downs of growing a team, I can tell you without a full shadow of a doubt that this is by far the most fulfilling aspect when you get it right. Because if you are simply focusing on your own personal business and what you can gain from that, it's gonna feel empty when you hit those big sales goals, when you maybe qualify for that trip. If you don't have people that are coming alongside you in that journey, achieving their goals big and small, and that's something that's super important to remember is you may have really, really big goals in your business and you probably do if you're listening to this podcast, but I want you to know that not everyone that joins you in this business is going to have those same big goals. And that is okay. They might not have the capacity in their life in that moment to be able to dive in. They might not have the confidence in themselves to do the scary things that are going to lead to the results themselves. And so, guess what? You just have to do you have to marry the process, divorce the results. I've done an entire episode on that. And you have to love and serve everyone. And knowing that this business model, I'm just going to say it, isn't necessarily going to be a fit for everybody, but that doesn't mean you have to stop sharing about the possibility of what it could look like for the right people. And when you feel that inspiration or that little nudge that often is from the Lord, if you are a believer, to just bring this up as scary as it is with someone that you think might do great with what you do, it can be so well worth it in the end. You just have to absolutely divorce the idea that they're going to be your next top leader in the business. Not saying that they won't be or that they couldn't be. Absolutely. They could even connect you with someone who could be that for them. Then it might even be several layers down in your business. But having them partner with you, having them clearly communicate whatever goals, big or small, they have in their business. And most of the top leaders I know on my team started with small, humble goals. And as they kind of grew and as they built their confidence in what they were doing and they saw what was possible here, their goals grew along with them. But it wasn't, you know, if they kind of came in here with those big like, I'm gonna be a millionaire or I'm, you know, want to make the income kind of income that you're making, Heather, which is one of the reasons why outside of this podcast, I'm actually really, really quiet about the income level that I make in my business because I don't want someone to join me in business to make the kind of income that I'm making or to think that they can do that, you know, within a year or two. Can they? Sure. Do I want to paint that picture for them and set that expectation of disappointment? No. I want people to see this as an opportunity to not only find a community of other entrepreneurs to maybe find something that can be fulfilling in their personal life. Maybe they're a stay at home mom, or maybe they work a job that's a little bit draining and they want to do something fun and they want to do something fulfilling. And so that's who I'm looking for is that person who wants to bring in a supplemental income. They want to be able to go get a manicure and pedicure and be able to pay for it and not have to ask their husband for it. They want to be able to buy their kids, the, the things that, light up their lives and again they, they want to be able to be the one to be able to do that and if they catch that vision once they've achieved started to achieve some of those smaller goals and they want to go and grow towards the bigger ones then those are the people that I know I want to join my team so I went off on a little tangent there but I do think it's an important thing to kind of start this conversation with as we talk about the the different areas in your business and how this looks like strategically for you to grow a passive income if you don't have the right mindset to serve the people that are going to entrust you to come on this journey first over your own goals and business knowing that is what's going to help you get to your goals is to serve a lot of other people on helping them get to where they want to be in their business okay big and small so keep that in mind also as always definitely check out the income disclosure that is linked in the show notes here for our company which is saint And that is really important because it just references specifically what it looks like when I'm talking about the kind of business that I've built. And it's, you know, when you talk about your, any kind of income, big or small in your business, it's always important to link that income disclosure as well. So check that out. Okay, so leveraged income and how you can build that from the them side of your business. And it's funny, when I first thought of the me, them, we breaking down the aspects of my business, it was really to help me categorize different income possibilities from this and analyze where I'm actually making the income in my business and how I could potentially focus on goals to grow the other areas. Because the skill sets, the actions required, they definitely differ between those three different areas. And so if you are just focused on growing, say, your personal business, which you always should be, and you're neglecting, focused on ways that you can intentionally connect with and serve your team. Your income is probably going to be tied to that specific area. Okay. So when I say the them, (laughs) it's just an easy way for my brain to categorize what that looks like for serving someone other than myself in my business. Okay. And it's definitely my favorite aspect. It's also consequently the aspect of the business that I have the strongest area of income. It does, it is about 98% of the income that I make from my same business comes from my team. And proud of that. Not in like an icky way, you know, where it's, oh, I get to sit back and reap the rewards of others. No, I really believe that this is an example of the hard work and effort that I have put in for my personal business and and continuing. I have grown my personal business by about 25% over the last three or four months by really putting more time and energy and growing that aspect of it. But the fact that I can still lead by example, and I have been able to build again a leveraged income from the results outside of my own personal actions. I think that that is something to strive for. I think it's something to work towards and to be excited about that is a possibility for the future. Because that's the thing, I'm sitting here recording. If you're watching this and you're like, where are you? I'm sitting outside in Montana at the most beautiful resort. You can see from the reflection if you're watching this on YouTube from the doors right outside the room i'm staying here with my mom and i love the fact that i could completely check out for my business take a month-long vacation if i wanted to i could also work my business from anywhere i can can and am (laughs) doing the work and efforts wherever i want to but the fact that i could take a break in my business for as long as i needed and still reap the income that's where it's specifically a business and not a job which is the beauty of the aspect of this business model. Now, where I am in my business, where I still have goals to grow the different facets of my business, I, with a few exceptions, there's maybe two weeks a year where I will completely check out. I will close the computer. I will not check in on any of the apps. For me, the other 50 weeks of the year, I'm available. I might not be available all day, every day, you know, for for my team, because I think it is important to set boundaries. I've also created an amazing community for my direct artists, which we'll talk about that in a second. And so they support each other. I checked in yesterday, we went to Yellowstone just down the road and I didn't realize I wasn't going to have service for five hours basically. But I knew that my team was served very well. Even uh, some like Lauren who just joined me in business. Yay. Welcome Lauren. I knew that if she had questions, she could drop it in that chat. And the, my, 50-something directs could be able to serve her and answer that question because they've been right there along that journey and they can picture where she is in their journey. And they know and honor the fact that we the freedom that this business model gives means that we shouldn't have to be completely tied to our cell phones or our laptops at all points in the business, okay? So this is the why, if you will. This is the reason that you should want to say you are an online influencer and say you focus... 90% of your time and effort and maybe 90% of your income is coming from your own personal effort and you long to be able to kind of shut that off. It is possible, but it does take a lot of investment on the front end, time and energy. uh, And sometimes, well, actually I would say very little money, maybe outside of something like a retreat or some fun little recognition and rewards, which again, go back to the first parts of the money episode, you should never invest more than I would say 15 to 30%. So like 20 to 25% is a perfect amount of what you're making back into your business, including the areas of investment in your team. Okay. So just kind of keep that in mind. Okay. So I'm a little bit rambly in this episode, but I feel like these are important things. And honestly, I got really prayerful in my journal and I was like, Lord, just speak through me in this episode. And I hope that this is kind of helpful for you understanding where I'm coming from as I am talking about what can kind of be a sticky subject, which is making money in this business from people that's not yourself. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about that. And specifically, strategically, when I'm saying making money from your team, there is usually a couple different facets depending on your compensation plan of how you can do that. So the first one I want to touch on are the people who enroll personally with you. So this is the, you know, like my Lauren that just decided to join me in business. These are people that choose you, that want to partner with you. <clears throat> and these are your partners in business. These are your kids, your children, if you will. We have very much a community and a culture of family within our company and certainly within our team where I will sometimes say, oh, she's my saint mama or I'm her saint mama or I'm her, I'm proud to be her saint grandma. And so when you kind of think about that, that, you know, just like your kids, if you're a mama like me, your kids, some of your kids are going to be very driven. I know I have one that is a, definitely an achiever and wants to win in everything she does. I have one that just wants to be friends with everybody and wants to have fun doing whatever she's doing. And if it's not fun, she doesn't want to do it, even if that means she could have potential to be the best at it. And so just like your actual children, your team, your people who entrust you in this business are going to be completely different from you as well. Because that's that's probably one of the biggest mama lessons I had to learn is my kids, I have two daughters, and they aren't like me. They aren't. They have different facets of their personality that might be similar to me in certain ways. But we have to be really careful, just like with our children, not to kind of pinpoint them to be just like us or just like our husband or to even categorize them as they're good at this or they're not good at this. We need to do the same thing with our team as well and realize that diversity within your team is extremely important. And that is what is going to create this beautiful family aspect of it. So first of all, when you're looking at your personally enrolled business partners, they are your highest priority. Those are the ones that you should serve well, and you should create, number one, a community for all of them. When I was chatting with one of my top leaders, her name is Courtney. I remember when I was like, girl, your team is on fire. You've got so much momentum. What do you attest that to? And she said, well, I think it's because I like to create a community for my walkers, meaning the people who don't necessarily have big goals yet, but they still are here for a reason. They bought that kit with us. We do not have like our kit prices are not like some glorified better deal, like a better customer deal. So we never enroll people who don't want to build a business, if that makes sense. And so they signed up for a reason. So she creates a community for them. Then she creates smaller groups of accountability around her joggers, the ones that do have goals in their business and want to grow to a higher level in their business. And she'll do, for example, like a six week training weekly that is specifically serving them in the growth in their business. And she's not not including all the other ones who don't want to do it, they just haven't necessarily done those steps to show her that they are in this thing, or they haven't expressed a goal to want to even get there in the first place, okay? And then from within your team, about 10%, well, I would say probably about half of your team are going to want, or half of your personally enrolled are going to have a desire to hit a leadership rank. And that's only half, okay? And unfortunately, only about 10% of your entire team are going to be the ones to actually do that. And it doesn't mean that it can't be done. It just means that the sometimes the mental work, sometimes the actions that they're going to have to take, the failing forward, doing the scary hard things, not the icky things, certainly not actually doing the icky things will hinder their business, and not help their business, but just doing the hard things. Some people just won't do that or they will, you know, again, maybe they'll slip into a season that doesn't allow them to do that when they maybe have the desire to be that, but they don't really have the capacity to do it. And all of this is OK. All right. But realizing that you've got to meet your team where they are, and you have to acknowledge that only about 10% of them are likely ever going to hit that leadership rank. But what's really cool, and this is something that I really want to do some analysis from within my team and from within some of the numbers of the company, because I think my team is about 15% of our company, so it gives at least like a snapshot of what that looks like, is I think within that 10%, the likelihood of them growing beyond that first leadership rank or that foundation or core rank is actually beyond 10%, it's, it's a higher percentage. So I can't wait, I'm gonna dive into the, those numbers. I don't wanna quote or give you wrong information, but it definitely is something that once they overcome and once they get to that kind of top 10% level, the likelihood of them hitting the higher levels is a lot higher, okay? But this is something that you cannot control this is something that you can't push because again, that will actually lead to the opposite of residual income. It might help you hit a short-term income, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about the income that's gonna come from your immediate actions. We're talking about the income that comes on the back end of you investing your time, your energy, uh, your wisdom, your experiences, your story, the good, the bad, and the ugly with your team, okay? So you're not their boss. <laughs> this is a volunteer army in network marketing, okay? You cannot control them or have high expectations from everyone on your team, okay? Yes, you can and should hold the ones that have expressed those goals to you accountable, because we all need accountability, but if they haven't done that, or if they, maybe you want it more for them than they want it for themselves, or maybe they're the type, I'm a little bit of a people pleaser, maybe they're telling you they want it, but their actions and their their efforts are telling you something else, and they're not, Again, doing the things that are going to drive their business forward, you have to realize you cannot be their boss. You cannot force it, especially if you're looking at it from the place of if this one person just does this one thing, then I will win or I will rank or I will hit some sort of goal in my business. You cannot look at it like that. You have to look at the people who have. Interested you in this business and really kind of get down into those numbers and think who are my 10 percenters who are my 20 percenters if I have 10 teenies, who are the one or the two or who are the five that want it right the 50 percent that want it and knowing that only one or two of those is probably going to be the ones that are going to join you in this leadership journey and you have to be okay with this okay because here's the other cool part even though if you've got 10 personally enrolled and that's really what it's going to take, you guys. If you don't have 10 personally enrolled yet in your business, don't be making decisions on that those 10 people because if you have five or six or seven, that's a great thing. You guys, that's amazing. That's a fabulous starting point in your business. But I can tell you, it will take many more to get to that passive income level because it just that's the numbers it takes to get to those. right? That are going to do big things in the business. So if you're trying to base decisions on a smaller team, you just need to keep growing before you get there, okay? And follow the steps and the proven systems that have been laid out before. It doesn't mean you can't tweak them for for yourself, but just serve your people well and acknowledge who your 10 to 20 percenters are at all time, okay? But also know this. What's really cool is we don't just make money usually in network marketing from our personally enrolled. You have an opportunity to make money from the ones that they enroll okay and that's what's really super cool in terms of leveraged income because you could have a gal that joins you in fact I can I can think of several instances of this where someone that enrolled personally with me might not have that big of goals but their cousin or their neighbor or the girl from their small group does join them in the business and guess what they are a jogger they are a runner and they take off and do big things in their business and so it's really cool that you another reason to kind of love and serve everybody at where they are and not push them not push them away welcome anyone who wants to join you in the business as long as they want to build a business that's i would never say there occasionally i think are people who try to buy a kit or who might say they're buying it for the better deal, but most of the time there's like that underlying, they're kind of, that's like a safety mechanism. They're saying it, but they really do want to join it for the business model. So really be careful when people are asking you about the business or when you're talking to people about the business that you're not just trying to get them to sign up for a better deal for themselves. You want to make sure or kind of have that feeling that there's an underlying desire to build a business out of it. Okay. So just keep that in mind. But what's super cool is they will then enroll people, especially if you're leading by example, and especially if you are doing the proactive efforts of talking about your business. One of the things that I see happen a lot of times with leaders that are really highly focused on their own personal business, and maybe they do have a following on social media, and maybe they do have really, really strong sales personally. And so naturally, they have people come to them in business that want to join them in business, meaning they're not really having to talk about it that much, or they talk about it, you know. I call it fishing and hunting. I'm literally looking at a gentleman over here, fly fishing over here, right? Like he's, and and actually fly fishing kind of is a good mix of the both of them. But like fishing is like where you just cast the, you know, cast the rod in the water and you hope something bites the hook, right? So whether you talk about your business, hoping someone will bite onto it versus hunting is, um, and sometimes this is the way that fly fishing works. I know that's my favorite type of fishing personally is when you literally spot someone that you're like, wow, that is a beautiful fish and I would love to catch the fish. <laughs> and you, you kind of almost more come at at like you're hunting, right? Like you're seeking them out and you throw the rod. Sometimes you catch them. Sometimes, you don't. that's why it's called fishing, not catching. (laughs) And when you do that and when you hook them and you bring them in, then it that's where the fun and that's where the rewarding aspect begins. But if you are only focused on the fishing aspect of it and you're not actively talking about the artist program, guess what your people when they join you in business are going to do? They're going to think, oh, well, I can just wait and people are going to come to me or I can just throw it out there to my very small following and hope that someone comes to me, right? And that's just not going to work. <laughs> I'm just going to say it for most people. Well, for maybe the two percenters that already have, again, a big, strong following. And so a lot of times what happens is that's when leaders don't see the results coming from the people that enroll with them personally is because they didn't get that example of what it looks like to share the business model in a genuine I want to, when I'm saying the words strategic, I mean, genuinely thinking, okay, who do I want to partner with this? Like, who are the business partners that I want? Because you can get picky, you can get choosy in this business model, and you can handpick the people that want to join you. So just keep that in mind. If you have enrolled, say, more than 10 people, and none of them are really doing much or enrolling people, is it because they came to you, or is it because they, and they haven't seen what it looks like to really do the work that it's going to take on their part to talk about the business one-to-one with the potential people that might join them, could that be what's holding you back from growing in your business? But the cool thing is, inevitably, if you continue to grow wider, and I am actually really terrible at how in the world I have enrolled probably a 100 or so people in Personally, in the six and a half years and I've been in a business, how that's happened, well, first of all, it's only little by little over time. You know, that adds up to literally less than, I think it's one to two a month, I think, is what that average is. And so it's not some huge volume. I've never had that in my business. But I think it's because I truly listen, as scary as it is, when I feel like this business model is right for someone, I'll tell them, I'll say, I'll just ask them, not with any sort of expectation, but just with the idea that if I don't ask them, What could I be holding them back from? What could be possible for them in this business? And so for me, that's what's a driving factor is who could be the next person that can create a leveraged income from building a business with my company, right? So when you kind of have that focus, not on what you can get from someone, but on what they can get from you and from your business model and from your product, you can even think about that from the product perspective, it changes everything. And it also changes the kind of energy when you are having those communications. So just kind of keep that in mind. Okay, just keep in mind that a lot of times the leaders, like the tippy top leaders, I can think of several. So at my rank, you have to have five like crazy strong leaders in the top 1% of the company. And in more than one case, Several of those leaders come from someone not on my first line, meaning that the rank I need or the, you know, whatever it is, or the volume, whatever it is from you, it's going to come from someone that's not on that. So nurture those relationships with your grandbabies, as, as, as I call them again, you're their grandma, get to know them, connect with them, but make sure that you're including their mama, right? Including the people in between them. If they're available, sometimes people are literally so checked out that like, you know, for again, good or bad, different reasons different seasons all of those things are you know evident in this business and that's okay that's this is again this is the volunteer army this is not a job okay (laughs) you are not their boss so when you can make sure that you're including those relationships so one of the ways this has worked well in my business is when i have someone enroll someone when i have one of my babies enroll a baby I will have them set up a chat on Telegram, which is what we use for communication with the three of us. So I can just get to know her. I can hear. I can sometimes, because I've you know, worked with thousands of people on my team personally, I can kind of sometimes see where they do have that like little hidden desire to build something, even if they say they're just here for fun. Sometimes I can tell when maybe they aren't going to have that confidence level. And so I you can coach your people, your babies, if you will, by connecting with and getting to know and nurture relationships with those grandbabies. Because again, they may be the one that take off and become a top leader for you. So serve everyone on your team. And you never know when they could eventually be a top like ranked leader for you or whether they could enroll someone who will become that for you. And so a lot of times that's called tap rooting where you are reaching down within your team to make intentional connections. And I probably need to do an entire episode on that. So stay tuned for that because I will be diving more into team building here, um, here for that. So just finally, just to wrap things up, the biggest thing I want you to remember is don't just serve who you need to grow your business. Serve the people who need you, Okay. Who needs you right now? Who wants to grow but feels stuck? They might not be that bubble on your, we call them bubble charts in our company, on your rank structure to hit that next rank. But they need you. They want you. And how can you maybe equip them with a task? And it might be a scary one that they can do in their business that can drive that confidence to do the next scary thing that will help them grow their business, right? So don't just serve who you need serve who needs you. Okay, so let's talk money and how this can literally impact your bottom line. Because again, if you're listening to this, it's probably because you wanna grow your income. So let's talk about how, with a couple of examples, you can make an extra thousand dollars in your business. Because I know that sometimes people, when they're at a certain point in their business, they're like, oh, do I need to go get a part-time job or do I need to go do something? Or how can I grow my business, right? Like how can I grow my income, especially on the passive or leverage side, right? And a lot of companies and in our comp plan in particular, we generally make on average about 10% on the personally enrolled. So it starts at about 8% at the higher levels where I am, it's about 12%, but we'll just say about 10% is where you can make an income from the sales of the, the people that are joining you personally in business. So doing the math, if you wanna make an extra $1,000, you need to help your frontline sell $10,000, okay? Which I know it's like, oh my gosh, how is that? How can I do that? But just to use a tangible example, one of my amazing leaders, you guys have heard me talk about her before, Amy Dartley, she's incredible. She implemented my automate to replicate course that I talked about in the last episode, which you can check out at heatherkburge.com automate to implement some, a DIY approach to set up some automations to serve her customers well. And her income took off and she's already even, we're 18 days into the month here and she's well over $10,000 personally in her business. And so it can come from just one person and serving them well. Maybe you have someone on your team you need to share my course with, right? That you know that having those customer service things in place could be the catalyst to help them grow. And it's really affordable right now. I, I mentioned in the last episode that I will be closing the doors to automate, to replicate at the end of this month, July 31st. If you're listening to this way after the fact of 2023, because I know podcasts live on for years, but that's to relaunch it at the fall in the fall, and it will be at a higher price point. So now is a great time for you or your team to really dive in on an affordable way. And it is free of charge for anyone who is in saint so you can text me at 912-405-8912 if you are a saint artist and that reason is because I want to abundantly provide all the things that have worked for me from within our company because I know that rising tides raise all ships and so if you're a saint artist it's totally free and if not you can go to com slash automate. So that's where again you can make an extra thousand dollars by helping one person or by helping 10 people sell a thousand dollars more sometimes you can leverage a corporate incentive like this month or this summer i should say this is the second year that our, our corporate team has done a beautiful amazing incentive for people to sell a thousand dollars and if they do it then they get if they do it consistently then they get a little special gift and it's really cool because it's a way that i can make sure that people are aware that they can again if they sell a thousand dollars they're going to be making $300 or so this month in business. And I'm like, that's awesome. I don't know anybody who wouldn't want an extra $300. So it's helping them. It's helping grow my income. Cause again, if I have 10 people that take advantage of that and sell a thousand dollars each, that's going to be a thousand dollars in my pocket. Does that make sense? And that is residual or passive income. That's coming from the front end of my effort of help, making sure they know about it, helping them, you know, encourage them, be that cheerleader for them so that they can generate that on the back end. Now i mentioned you also need to factor in the team that you're personally enrolled in roles, right? So your entire downline. So that in most comp plans is anywhere from two to five percent more or less on average. So if your entire team does an extra twenty thousand dollars, that's a thousand dollars if you're making about five percent on that on on your entire team. And so how can you come up with maybe an incentive or like an accountability kind of structured, really fun opportunity to encourage them and empower them to make some extra money that can help you. So those are just a couple tangible examples that you can take home. And lastly, I do wanna mention um, that I do have another course for those of you guys who, and this is again, it's gonna be a smaller amount of you, it's probably only gonna be less than 5%, I would say, of the people that are listening, where you are doing really well personally. Again, you have really strong sales personally, you can enroll people very easily, but you're not seeing them duplicate those efforts. You're not seeing them do anything. And we like to call it a pancake where it's just really wide, but not really deep. My friend Sarah Davies and I created a course called Replicate Your Results that is specifically designed on the principles that we know you need in order to build up your team and that aspect, and again, that that leverage your residual side of your business. And so we did an entire review, skip back, it was, let's see, gosh, it was last summer. It's crazy, I can't believe it's been a year since just about. Eh, no, it was last fall. Just kidding. It was November of 2022 <laughs> that we launched Replicate Your Results. But it is amazing. And you can go to replicateyourresults.com and check that out. And that is another one that I will be closing the doors to. It is available now. at, You know, it is a larger investment. And the reason that it is a larger investment is because, well, number one, it is hours and hours of our time. And it's literally everything on our brains, which a lot of times people will say that like Heather, you know, or Sarah, can you just tell me what it takes to hit the top ranks of your company? Well, as you can see, I'm a chat, a talker. And so is Sarah. And we know that this is the best way for you to get that direct information straight from our brains and from the actions from us and some of the top leaders on our team. And from honestly, some of the best coaches that we've learned from in the business, it's all in there. And it is, I think a high value right now and again it is free for any saint artist text the word course to 912-405-8912 but that of course will also be closing at the end of this month and we will reopen it at the fall again at a a higher price point because the value is there and we want to make sure that if you are investing in it that you are actually doing the work and sometimes it does take the actual again investing on the front end to grow on the back end which is the entire purpose of the leveraged income Okay, so hopefully today's episode has been helpful for you and it's felt really good to talk about it. You can also check out the Call to Lead community if you want to talk further over there. You can text the word podcast to my business cell, which is 912-405-8912. And it'll give you a link to check out that community over there and you can ask me anything there. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a beautiful week and stay tuned for the next and final episode in this little series next week where we are going to be talking talking about what it looks like if you want to grow an income or an additional revenue stream, I should say, especially one that's passive or leveraged that is in addition to your network marketing company. So buckle up and get ready for that. It's going to be a good one. So thank you guys. Y'all have a great week. I'm so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, would you mind leaving me a quick review or even better, share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen, sending you big hugs.